I mean, some people can attest to that. And, uh, and, and also, I used to do plays in high school, and I forgot my lines all the time. And so I learned how just to ad-lib. And it was really great whenever I played a Chinese character that spoke Mandarin, because nobody could call me out anyway. I mean, <laughs> what are they going to do? That wasn't hello in Mandarin. Uh, so, thank you guys for being here, and I want to talk to you about region. Uh, kind of give you a overview of what it is, uh, but at the same time, if, if region is not something uh, that you want to go through or that you want to do, uh, this morning's lesson is still a uh, very, it outlines a healthy way uh, to live your life. So I want to start off by talking about a 12-step recovery program. And so half of you just zoned out. You said, oh, recovery program, 12-step recovery program? Oh, that's great for those people. That's not for me. Another fourth of you said, well, i got to listen to this guy for the next 20 minutes anyway, so I might as well pay a little bit of attention to what he's got going on. And then the other half of you are somewhere in between. And then hopefully all of you are trying to make that math make sense. Because it doesn't. <laughs> and if you think it does, go get some more coffee or lean over to your neighbor. And make things so, let's talk about what a 12-step recovery program is. It's for people with problems, thank goodness, that those people who need it, that they have problems. Uh, thank goodness, like I, Mason Collar, now Dave, you don't have problems. You know, Joe, you don't have problems, so thank goodness it's for those people who have problems. Uh, and so let's, let's just kind of take this uh, concept that we believe is truth in our minds and, and put it on the chopping block for a second. So anything that we find truth in, we can always put it on the chopping block, and if it's truth, then it remains truth, but we can test it. So, let's look at what a problem is. Uh, if I asked y'all to raise your hands, I'm not going to, don't worry. Uh, all right, got a little bit of love. Um, if I asked y'all to raise your hands, if you had zero problems in your life, it's a safe bet to say that there would be zero hands in your life. It's not only a safe bet, I can guarantee you that there would be zero hands in the air. Because all of us have some kind of problem, something that we wish wasn't in our life, but it's there because it's part of life, and that's just the way it is. Well, the problem with Christianity is putting God second. And so what makes a problem with region is consistently putting God second. And so let's look at some of the things that, that we, what we do uh, as humans when we put what we use to put God second. Uh, the obvious ones, alcohol, drugs, pornography. Let me say that word. Scary. Well, guess what? When we drive down the road and we see it on billboards, or when we're watching the Super Bowl and our kids see it, or it's on every single movie, 95% of the movie, I don't think Frozen has any for that, but... Uh, 
It's on 95% of the movies that come out today. We have to be able to talk about it in here. Because if we don't talk about it in here, guess where we all learn about it from? From the world. So these are the, thank goodness, like, <laughs> thank goodness none of us deal with this, right? So these are like, thank goodness none of us have problems. Like, these are, these are serious stuff. Let's talk about uh, if you don't have these as problems, which I'm not going to go into the percentages uh, per se, but uh, it's, it's, it's over uh, 50% of people deal with of one of these that I've done a lot of research on. So let's talk about ones that are probably going to, well, let me also take this and, and, and kind of encapsulate it, uh, where make sure that you guys don't feel uneasy about this list. You're going to feel, you're going to want to feel uneasy because there's things on this list that you have problems with, that I have problems with. Uh, and so, don't feel uneasy because guess what? Everybody else does too. So, uh, some of the things that we put before God. Codependency. People-pleasing. Comparing. Anxiety is not trusting in God, not trusting in his plan. Worship of reputation. Guilty. Need for affirmation. Food. Control. And anything that I don't say guilty on is not saying I'm guilty. Uh, control. Depression. <clears throat> Idolatry. Sex. Insecurity. Gambling. Materialism, passivity, busyness. Let's talk about busyness. I find identity when my day starts at 8 and ends at 10 or 11 because I have things scheduled because I have to take care of work. I have to get there early. I work a 9 to 11 hour work day because I am a hard worker. And then from five, well, from 6.30 to 7.30, uh, I go to the gym, 7.30 to 8.30, I talk to this person because I need it, 8.30 to 9.30, I'm home, 9.30 to 11, I study for the next day, all right, I'm going to go to bed. Man, I am worthy because I am busy. Idolizing beauty. Criticism. Man, thank goodness I'm not like that person. I don't have that problem. What does scripture tell us? Anything good that you have comes from the Lord. So when I start to criticize somebody else because they don't have it, Mason is good. Perfectionism, arrogance, fear of man, body image, identity from work, fear of abandonment, and so on. And these are things that we that we say, oh, well, like, yeah, um, that's something that I I dealt with and walked through, you know, like five months ago, and then maybe like three months ago, and then maybe like a month ago, but it's like every two months, so it's not like a problem. <clears throat> so what if I ask you, hey, have you lied before? Yeah. Oh, 
Oh, so you're a liar. No. No. Have you stolen before? Yeah. Oh, so, so, so you're a stealer. No, no. What? No. When we do these things consistently, they are a problem. So let's talk about the us and them factor. Um, well, we're still, still talking about the us and them factor. But we love to do it as, a, uh, as, as people, really. Uh, sports teams. Oh, well, I root for this team. Chris, who's your team? The Patriots. Is oh, there any other? Okay, team? I was thinking Packers. I, didn't, I forgot. Uh, <laughs> the, the sports teams, like we like, no, like this is my team. You know, this, hey, this is my country. I am USA. I have a flag tattooed on my shoulder blade. Uh, Texans. Come on. <laughs> Do we have any Texans in the room? All right. I lived there for two years. I love it too. It's just not the country. It's <laughs> not the country. <laughs> so some people are going to walk out. Uh, yeah, we do it with churches as well. Uh, let's really... Okay, so if, if the first little scenario of like serious problem and then other stuff, if that didn't really encapsulate uh, the us and them, let's let this part do that. The only us and them that exists in people who know Jesus are people who are perpetual sinners who know that they can't fix themselves and that Christ is the only thing that can fix it. And then there are people who are perpetual sinners who try to manage their sin. There is not a C category. There's not a C category. So there's not an us and them. It's not a, hey, <laughs> thank goodness Jesus came for people with real problems. So, uh, a 12-step recovery program is really scary to say. Uh, so, for everybody in this room to make it a little bit uh, easier of a thing to talk about, we're going to call it a 12-truth discovery program. <laughs> All right, hey, I can sign up for that, a 12-truth discovery. Hey, what are you doing Thursday night? Uh, there's this uh, really cool 12-truth discovery program. <laughs> no way. And by the way, that is funny because it's true. Uh, it's more of a discovery for those who don't think that they need it. Guilty as charged. Uh, real life example. In Dallas, I was part of a community group. Six guys who walked together, did life together. Um, uh, very, very open with our lives, our struggles, doing life together. And one of those guys came to me and said, hey, I am struggling with X. I want to go to Regen. I've heard a little bit about it. I just want to go. Would you go with me? So here I am. I'm a community group leader, by the way. <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, you got a problem. Yeah, I'll go with you. I will support you while you heal with them. So then I go, and guess what I do? I realize that there's not there is a place for me to be in that seat 
there to begin to heal from a number of things that was up on that list. And that's a good thing. So, uh, the curriculum of regeneration provides an opportunity for you to have a daily encounter with God. <clears throat> so, I want, I want to run through the uh, 12 step, I mean, 12 truths uh, with you guys. And the first three are to realize your need for God's grace. So this is the hardest one for men. I can't speak for women, obviously. But truth one, admit. <coughs> Romans 7 and 18. Uh, for I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. So if we believe scripture, uh, if we trust scripture, if we know that it's right, then we admit, by believing this verse, we admit that we are powerless over our addictions, brokenness, and sinful habits. That in our own power, our lives are unmanageable. Yeah, but I'm Mason Collar. Like, I'm, 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 I have like a good reputation, and I, uh, life's decent. Like, my job pays for my bills. Uh, I have a truck that I love. I have kayaks. Uh, I love to adventure on the weekends. Uh, I go out to the mountains. Uh, I like to buy plane tickets from time to time to go to like the real mountains. And so like, yeah, like my life's pretty good. And I, yeah, I have like this little thing over here. I'm like, well, that's good because I'm, I'm good. This is such a hard thing to grasp because we want to walk through life like this controlling the things that we are scared to share. Because we have our identity. That's our job. That's our busyness. That's codependency. That's food and eating disorder or, or overeating. Whatever it is, I want to say, yeah, God is great, but yet this is, this is, this is, this is something that I live in community and, and I take care of it. This is the hardest one for me when I was going through Regen and, and it was funny because as the uh, community group leader, no big deal, uh, leading these other guys in spiritual things, um, I had to immediately say, I can't do this. Like, God, there are things Uh, truth number two, believe, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forgive not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like eagles. Many times, jumping back to truth one, I try to read that, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forgive not all his benefits where Mason forgives my iniquity, where Mason heals my diseases, where Mason redeems my life from the pit, where Mason crowns me with steadfast love and mercy. 
Who are we trusting? So we come to believe that God is the one whose power can fully restore us on our own. And tied in with this, we have the, the whole process. Um, if we have uh, people with problems and people who don't know they have problems. So if you're a person with a problem, then you know that you've tried to try to do away with it. You've tried, whether it's fear or whatever it is, you try to do away with it, try to do away with it. Sometimes you get really amped up and you're like, you know what? This month or this six months or this year, I'm gonna really trust God and I'm not gonna have anxiety, or I'm gonna I'm gonna treat food as it should be, or whatever it is. Guess what? Whether it's the end of year two, or whether it's the end of year one, or after six months, or one month, or the very next day, what do we do? We stumble again. It's like, well, I tried that. Well, that's the thing. I is the mad, mad messed up word there. I tried that. I can't fix it. Only God can fix me. So do we believe it? So as, as we go through some of these things, and they and they sound like, you know, they're very Christian need, can be Christian needs. But I just, I, I ask that you take an internal evaluation of, is this something that I've been told since I was a kid, because I was in church, if that's you? Or is this something that my life shows fruit Uh, truth number three, trust, but God being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace we have been saved. Ephesians 2, 4 through 5. We decide to trust God with our lives and wills by accepting his grace. That's hard. Because um, I don't trust myself. That's a really hard thing. So the second section of the of the truth discovery program is uh, truths four through six, and this is where uh, we begin to ask questions um, about receiving God's God's grace. And so, truth number four: inventory. We make a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Truth five, confess, we confess to God, to ourselves, and to one another, to another human being, being the exact nature of our sins. Truth number six, repent, we become entirely ready to turn away from our patterns of sin and turn to God. And so this can be scary. Because your life on the inside, when you leave this place, because we're all perfect here, um, that's a joke, by the way. Um, when you leave this leave this place, and you and, and you have your room, which is your life, it's easiest to keep the light off. Because who knows, like, what's going on in the room? And when we turn the light on, is when we actually can see what's going on in the room. 
so then that's when we can see the three ladies, dust bunnies, I guess those are fruit chair bunnies, uh, <laughs> floating around all over the place, or uh, the spilled milk or that's, that's festering, or the, the gear that's all wonky jawed, or like it's just, a, it's just a messy room. And so when we talk about making an inventory and confessing and repenting, that is turning the light on. And it is, it is scary. Um, but I'm here to tell you that there's a guy named Bill Oliver, some of you in this room know him, and that man taught me what it's like to turn the light on in the room. And he showed me that I am loved even when I turn the light on in the room. And that was at a point in my life that I was, I was in college, I was trying to live two different lives because uh, you may not know this, but I find my identity from what other people think, uh, my self-worth and what other people say, and what I think other people think. It's scary. And so I was living, uh, I was teaching classes at another church uh, here in town, and uh, I was known as the good guy. And then I would go and hang out with the baseball guys at UALR, and get just a little less drunk than them, and I was the good guy. And so I was wrapped up in being known as the good guy. So I was two totally different people, living two totally separate lives. And I finally learned that because of how Bill just shows love, that I can bring those things, talk about them, and still be loved. And that's crazy. Because how would people in the church think about me if I'm teaching and then I'm also getting drunk. And so when we talk about these things, there is truth, there's transparency, sorry, there, there's freedom in truth and transparency. Uh, man, I cannot, and, and so those of you who know that you're broken, you have a taste of that. Those of you who don't think you're broken, man, it is a good drink. Um, next, true seven through nine, responding to God's grace. True seven, follow. We humbly ask God's spirit to change our hearts and minds in order to follow Christ fully. Uh, true eight, forgive. We forgive those who have harmed us and become willing to make amends to those who we have harmed. Truth nine, uh, amends. We make direct amends whenever possible. God, his word, and biblical counsel. And so when I say that these things are easy, um, they're not, because I'm not going to say that. They're hard. Uh, and they're hard for reasons. And one of the reasons why these are particularly difficult uh, are because we want to justify our inadequacies. We want to justify Anything that's not quite up to par, what I what I want it to be, and so the way that I justify it is I hold on to things that people have done to me in the past that have made me kind of the, the part that I don't really like, and so I I, I hold on to those because I'm like oh yeah well you know I find my identity in in what I perceive others think about me 
um, because uh, this person treated me this way when I was a kid, and it made me find identity in what they said. And when people talked highly about me, I thought I had high self-worth. And when I disappointed someone who I loved, I was worthless. And so I want to hold on to that because, like, that—that's like that, this is an ugly truth. Because at some point, I've got to grow up and say, "Hey, like, this is my responsibility now." And so this this whole picture is uh, depicted really well in a uh, uh, Central and South America, um, as well as parts of Asia, and I'm sure there are others, but. In those parts of the world, there are 600 different kinds of monkeys. Yeah, there's a lot of monkeys. <laughs> and uh, it still blows my mind. And so, when you go on vacation to some of the YouTubers in these jungles, you have to like hold on your cameras, you gotta hold on to your watches, you gotta hold on your necklaces, because these monkeys will come down the tree and they will steal stuff from it's crazy and it's hilarious when you watch it on YouTube because I'm not the one losing my camera, but somebody else is, and it's like taking off through the tree. That's funny. Um, but in probably a more uh, impactful way, the monkeys actually devastate a lot of the farmers' crops. And so there's no natural uh, big time predator of the monkey. And so people had to figure out how to keep the population of monkeys down. And so what they did was, they would find a jar um, or a gourd or uh, they would find like a termite mound where the termite mounds are hollow in the center. Uh, and then to where, to where it's smaller uh, at the opening and then it's bigger on the inside. So they'd make a hole in the jar or the gourd and, or like a hole and then so that way it's bigger on the inside, smaller on the outside. And then they would put fruits and nuts and vegetables and all that kind of stuff. And then they would stick the, so then the monkeys would smell uh, the sweet things or the vegetables, they'd shove their hand in there, they'd grab all the goodies, and then they'd try to go, but yet the hole's not big enough for them to pull their hand out with the stuff. And so they sit there and they're like, you know, they're, they're try, trying to get away because the human is walking up with a 22 or whatever it is to, to say goodbye to the little monkey. Uh, but this monkey's, you know, he's freaking out because he's trying to get away, but yet he's not going to let go of what he wants because, like, this is what he wants. But he also wants freedom, but like this is what he wants. And so before you know it, like monkey goes to monkey heaven. <laughs> and I don't know, Chris, are there monkeys in heaven? We'll talk about that. I don't think so. And so this is what we do. Somebody hurt me when I was a kid. So I find my identity in what I think others think or what others say. So I'm holding on to that. I'm like, no, like this is the reason why I hurt though. I'm like you hurt me. But I like I want freedom, but like you hurt me. And so at some point we have to forgive them. And that's scary and it hurts and it's it's healthy and it's good to let go so that we can actually have freedom. Hurting people hurt people. We have to remember that as people hurt us. Uh, through 10 through 12, uh, this section is a regenerate through God's grace. And so it is essentially the, the rinse 
wash, rinse, and repeat. Um, because this whole process is not a, hey, I did this 15 years ago, and now I am golden because I no longer have those problems because people don't hurt me anymore um, because life's perfect. So it worked out. So this is where uh, we learn to continue to take personal inventory and when we sin, promptly confess and turn to walk with Christ. Uh, we learn about intimacy. We seek to deepen our relationship with God daily and depend on his power to do his will. And then we re regenerate, experiencing regeneration in Christ. We then take these things that we've learned about God's grace, about God taking care of us. We carry God's message of reconciliation to others and practice these biblical principles in every aspect of our lives. That was a power pause. And so this is a, 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 one of the quotes that's in the book. And so there, there's a series of books. Uh, and so each of these sections, there's, there's a book for section steps, uh, sorry, truths. One through three, truths, the next three, and then truths, the next three. And, uh, and I guess that's 12, so the truths are this one. Uh, and so this is, there, there's a lot of different quotes and a lot of different questions um, that cause us to really take a, 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 an honest inventory of where we are, uh, how we've been hurt, and how we can heal. And this is one of the, one of the quotes from C.S. Lewis that's in one of the books, and I really love it. It says, Indeed, if we consider the unblushing promises of reward and the staggering nature of the rewards uh, in the Gospels, I retype this. It would seem that our Lord, that, that our Lord finds our desires not too strong, but too weak. We are half-hearted creatures fooling about with drink and sex and ambition when infinite joy is offered to us. It's like an ignorant child who wants to go on making mud pies in a slum because he cannot imagine what is meant by the offer of a holiday at sea. Which, as some of us, one of us knows in here, that uh, holiday at sea is more accurately a vacation on the water. Vacation at sea. Uh, we are far too easily pleased. And so I have a great illustration that, uh, that talks about this. And this is actually a video of it, but we're not going to show it. I'm just gonna... So there's uh, there's this there's this dance that we've all seen before, uh, and and whenever we see it as adults, we, we kind of laugh and it's, and it's funny and it's it's it's, it's kind of cute in a way, and it's like the dance of like the my little kids do it. I'm like, And it's when they're loving life, they're like jumping on the trampoline, or they're playing a video game, 
or they're with their friends, or they're at a, a birthday party, or they're playing baseball, and they're just, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, throw me the ball, throw me the ball. And uh, we can laugh, right? Because it's, it's the pee dance. They gotta pee. It, it is what it is, right? And so it's easy for us, because we're like, hey, it's okay, like, that movie's gonna play again, or we can press pause. But you gotta pee. Like, admit the fact. Do you have to go? No. <laughs> That's funny. You have to go, right? Okay, yeah, you do. All right. So then they go and take care of it. When we are like children, and we have these these problems that Mason can handle. And I'm sitting there in life like, oh, man, I don't have my identity from what people say. Oh, I hope I look good. I hope, I, I hope I'm successful. Do people respect my job? Do they respect my position, my title at my job? Oh, man, okay, well, oh, do I own a home yet? No, I'm 27. Okay, well, I should probably own a home. Like, how big is that going to be? Well, are people going to like it or not? And God's sitting there the whole time. He's like, are you kidding me? You have identity problems. Your identity's not me. It's obvious for me to see because you're doing the pee dance. <laughs> Let me help you take care of this. I have this thing called freedom in Jesus. He's waiting. He's like, hey, look, I know you have problems. I can watch you dance them out. Trust me. There's a solution. It's called a toilet. <laughs> And it's funny because it's true. Because it's true. Because we all try to manage our own stuff. And we can't do that. We weren't made to do it. We have a God-sized hole in our heart that only He can fill. And when I try to fill it with status or whatever it is, selfishness, you name it, And so what generation is not, uh, I want to kind of dive in and, and just make it very clear and evident. Uh, your generation is not the newest, greatest, most advanced way on the market to become perfect. Uh, it frustrates me when people are constantly saying, oh, did you read this book? Oh, did you read this book? Oh, did you read this book? And they're all books studying about the book that's studying about Jesus. And it's like, I'm sure it's great. But there's still like one central character that it's all about. So don't, don't think that regeneration is like the greatest, most awesome thing ever. Because it's regen. No, it brings you to Jesus. It's not a three-step quick fix it program you see on 2 a.m. at Marshall. It's a 12-step quick fix it program you see on. Uh, it's not a book club. It's, uh, it's not a place for you to come fix other people's problems. It's put together by some really smart, Jesus-loving people, giving you ways to ask yourself very honestly good life-giving questions. It gives us a model for how to live out a healthy way, a healthy life daily. 
It's a community of people who are sick and tired of being sick and tired. It's a place for you and I to let Jesus show you he can be trusted, he can be leaned upon, and he can give you life and freedom. Like I said, this is the video of the kid in P-Dance that is too complicated to play. Sorry. Uh, and so just to let you guys know, uh, which I've already said it a couple times during this message, but I was having lunch uh, with somebody the other day, and I told them, I was like, man, I am nervous. I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm, because, you know, hey, what's my big thing? I find identity from other people. So uh, I'm nervous what other people are going to think when they hear Mason Collar is leading a region, a 12-step recovery program. Weird. I just, it's weird. Grew up here since I was five. People know me. They know me as this good guy, right? The good guy in all situations. So, like, man, what happened? Did he like get into something in Dallas? <laughs> 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 and so I told him that, and he was like, well, it's like, well, I mean, the leader of a program like that wouldn't. Hmm. I'm a decision to make right now. Because I could say, you're right. <laughs> uh, but I didn't. And thank God for the healing that I've had through Jesus that came about through some of those questions asked at Egypt uh, that allowed me to say, hey, <laughs> I don't have it all together. And let me tell you how I don't have it all together. And how Jesus has taught me So I'm here to tell you that whenever uh, Regent starts off and uh, somebody speaks from the stage, they start off by introducing themselves. And it's funny because it's ironic, uh, but they say, what I say is, hi, my name is Mason Collar. I have a new life in Christ, and I'm recovering from extreme selfishness and finding my identity and my self-worth from other people. So, what we're here to talk about today, and it is so healthy. There's a church service on Sundays that I go to in Dallas at Watermark that I really love. Um, it was nothing like Christmas Eve. Uh, <laughs> but seriously, it was good. Um, and then there's Monday nights of Regent, and I began to just treasure We would worship, we'd have a little bit of time to worship, and uh, one person would share their testimony of how Jesus has changed their life, um, and then you split off in your own little groups, and you talk about some of these questions that are asked through this program. But I began to love Monday nights way more than I did church service, because it was like four to five hundred people, so it was a really big church, um, and so four to five hundred people in region because when you walk through the front doors of Regent, you don't have to say a word. By the fact that you're there, you're saying, hey, I don't have it at all. I don't have it all together. I, I have problems. 
says, I'm a, I'm a human and I'm weak. And to sit next to other people who have said that, who say that on a weekly basis, is one of the healthiest things that you can possibly do. For me to wake up in the morning and say to myself, my name is Mason Collins. I have a new life in Christ. And today, I'm recovering from selfishness and finding my identity in Jesus. And it's such a, such a healthy way of doing life. So, uh, we are starting next month, uh, Thursday, October 5th at 6.30 p.m. Uh, I want you to be involved. Um, no, but seriously. Uh, this is something that is on my heart because I have seen a lot of healing and a lot of growth in my identity and my walk, uh, not just with Jesus, but how that impacts my daily life through this. And so I want others to experience this as well. Uh, we are, uh, so when we're, when we're starting this, and hopefully I've drawn kind of a uh, a picture, I'm not an artist, but helping everyone to see that we are all broken in here. In different ways, we're all broken. And we have the antidote. We have the medicine. And sometimes we have to be reminded that we have the medicine. website, uh, the Christchurch website, and uh, to go on and just, uh, it's super easy, name, phone number, social security number, uh, <laughs> some other information, and basically the reason why you want to be involved. Uh, and what we're doing this year is, so uh, I know Chris and I talked about the fact that like this year is leader year, and then it's after that. Uh, Oh yeah, come to uh, the meeting at 2.30, please, if you want to be involved. We're just going to talk about it a little bit more. It'll be brief, it'll be quick. Um, and, uh, oh yeah, yeah, first year. So the first year is uh, the, the leader year, if you will. It's the same exact thing. The first year is going to be the same as the second year. It's going to be the same as the third year. It's going to be the same as the tenth year. And so... This first year are just people who are wanting to go through the program and then have a desire that they think they may want to be involved the following year. This is not you committing and being like, you know what, Mason? Sign my name on the dotted line for 17 years of this. I'm not doing that. But what I want you to realize is that this is just a beautiful way of, of asking some very good and healthy questions. Um, and what you guys choose to do 
something you haven't even considered because you're like, no, it's a 12 step program. No, it's not. 12 truth discovery program. So, um, as the, oh, we have a, a, a video to watch, um, and then we'll dive into.